episode of the On The Clock NFL Draft Podcast. I'm Shannon, here with Damian and Eugene. How are you guys doing tonight? I'm hanging in there. Um, COVID-19 out at this point. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. I am yes. tired, man. I mean, I'm not trapped in the... I'm, I'm still working, so I'm not trapped in the house. But, um, I mean, when I am home on the weekend, if I'm not watching film with the wife or my newborn, my son... I'm watching reruns at NCIS Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Like, I think I've been watched, binge-watched everything that I wanted to. So now I'm trying oh. to find other things to watch. This is day 19 of quarantine <laughs> for me. Um, I've watched everything on Netflix. If you, if you want to know, if anybody out there want to know what to watch on Netflix, I got... <laughs> man, I'll give you my mock draft for Netflix shows. <laughs> Right, because oh my god, I've watched everything. I'm thinking about painting my kitchen for no reason at all because I ain't got nothing else to do. Mm-hmm. But um, it's hard out here. Like I don't even want to watch Tiger King, but everybody was talking about it, so I said, I I watch this. I Let me watch oh, this. Oh god, but it was it actually ended up being pretty interesting. It was oh like, my first, goodness. Past the first episode, I was like, okay. After the, like the first one, you're like, oh wow, what is this? But mm-hmm. after that, it was pretty pretty. It was really good. It was good. I, I watched that. I got stuck watching that. I watched. I stayed up all night watching that. That's I mean, I watched it. Was. It was yep. like I can't from start, beginning man. to end. I was like, oh, I, I watched it. the I watched the first episode, and I was like, I'm not watching this mess. So I cut it off, mm-hmm. and everybody was still talking about it. So I was like, let me go back and watch it because I was bored, and it got me. But I didn't finish it yet. I think I have a, one more episode to go. But it was really good. Yeah, yeah. I can't it was that funny. Damn, that damn Carol Baskin. <laughs> <laughs> I keep hearing this lady's name, but I, I refuse to watch this. You show. have to watch it. I'm she's the you. she's the devil. That's what she is. I, I laughed. I was watching it by myself. And I was laughing, like cracking up, like this is crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. I don't yeah, know. But, something uh, to check out. Like, yeah. We'll see, we'll see. <laughs> but um, today we're gonna talk about uh, which teams must nail their 2020 NFL drafts, and then we'll also discuss the draft plan for the AFC West teams to compete with the Chiefs. I mean, no one's really gonna probably beat them, but we can try to make it a little ugly for them. Spoiler. Um, so. Yeah, so mm-hmm. we can start with um, who must nail their NFL 2020 draft. Damian, also, who do you think? Also known as icing the cake. I'm going to continue to <laughs> go with that. Uh, that is one of my new phrases for teams that must nail anything. It's going to be ice the cake. And for me, I'm oh, going man. with the Miami Dolphins. You have, they spent a lot of money. We talked about that a couple of weeks ago on the free agency mm-hmm. recap. They spent a lot of money in free agency, bringing a lot of I wouldn't say big hustle. I mean, the, the Byron Jones. Now they got two lockdown corners that they could put on the outside, which, I mean, when you think about it, Brian Flores is kind of going back to his New England days. and said, listen, we want to play physical press man coverage, and we want to get in your face, reroute your receivers, and make your quarterback hold the ball, and we're going to get after you either with a blitz or with a four-man rush, however we see fit. But they spend a lot of money, especially defensively. You know, with Byron Jones and Kyle Van Noy and some of the other guys they were able to bring in, um, you know, they did. I, I was I was actually pleased with their free agency, but now having three first round picks and we talked about this before the show. I, listen, um, everybody knows that I write for fan sided for the stripe height for the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, and everybody knows how I feel about Tua Tungavaloa, and um, I am a fan of Joe Burrow, 
But if I'm picking for the Bengals, I'm actually picking Tua. That's just because I love Tua. And seeing that hype video that he mm-hmm. recently put out on social media, listen to me, man. You understand what I'm saying? I do not believe there's a way that the Dolphins say, you know what? We're not going to a, we're going to go Mr. Introvert, Justin Hurt. I'm not, I can't do it. I can't believe it. I just, not just off of the personality, but just off the play. Like I know people believe that Justin Hurt was a safer player. I, I get it. Health is a, is an issue, but for me, Joe Burrow is a safer is a safer play because his floor is higher. Justin Herbert, mm, not so much, not for me. So I look Boomer at the bus. I, exactly Boomer Bus. So I, I look at the Dolphins. They have three first round picks. If for some reason that God is on their side and two will fall to five, you pull the trigger. Now you have two other first round picks to address your offensive tackles position. Or if you want to add just a little more juice into your pass rush and get another edge defender, or dare I say, DeAndre Swift, to now have your QB of the future and your running back of the future. The team that has to ice the cake in this draft is the team with the most first-round picks, and that's the Miami mm-hmm. Dolphins. You do not have three first-round picks. Like, I believe a couple years ago, remember the uh, the Browns had multiple first-round picks? And they went, mm-hmm. um, they had, I think they did this more than one time. They did this happen twice to them. The Browns drafted Trent Richardson and then Brandon Whedon for, mm-hmm. for whatever. Oh, I remember that. Yep. Yeah, they drafted Brandon Whedon. I don't know why, but they did. <laughs> um, but then, you know, a couple you know, a couple years apart, you know, you look at them, they drafted Justin Gilbert, the corner, and mm-hmm. they drafted, and they had, uh, was it Johnny Manziel? Mm-hmm. Listen, oh God, yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> having multiple first round picks, I remember hearing um, scouts uh, talk about it. I heard Bucky Brooks said said it as well um, that when you, I I prefer to have like kind of the picks or players. I'd rather have players. I'd rather have proven players because first because having four first round picks doesn't mean that you're going to nail all four no. first round picks. When mm-hmm. I can just pay an elite player to be elite. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. But teams, exactly. Are, teams want to. Be, they like to, you know, handle the money a little differently. So, but when I look at, yes, you have three first round picks, but we've seen teams mess up the draft having multiple first round picks. The Miami Dolphins have to ice the cake right now. Listen, you going into this season? Whenever we start this season, dear God, I hope it's in September. But whenever we start this season in New England, you're not looking at Tom Brady, and I don't care what the reports say that that Jared Stidham. And, and, and all this talk that he's ready, he's oh, he's ready to take the reins. Dolphins, Bills, and Jets, you got to be salivating at the mouth, knowing that you're not going up against Tom Brady. You're going up against Jared Stidham, a complete payback time. Exactly, like you get to go out there and say, you know what, we're going to beat them down the way they beat us down for years. Mm-hmm. So if for years, for, for twenty years. years. For 20 mm-hmm. years. <laughs> so if you're going to make that, if you really want to transition into that type of mindset. You got to nail a draft. And the Dolphins, you got too much, too much draft capital. They have too yes. much draft capital not to nail this draft, man. So if any mm. team needs to ice the cake and nail a draft, it's the Miami Dolphins. Yeah. And I was going to say about the Dolphins, um, if Tua is your guy, go get your guy. Yeah. There's no such, there's no such thing as trading too much to get mm-hmm. your quarterback. Because who, who cares what the Texans gave up to get to uh, Deshaun Watson? Mm-hmm. Who cares what the Chiefs gave up to get to uh, Pat Mahomes? It's no. I mean, if if that's your guy, go get him. You got three right. first round picks. 
trade whatever you gotta trade. Go get your guy. That, I mean, that's I mean, that's plain. It's it's common sense. If if that's your guy, go get him. I don't care where he's at. Just just go get him. That's that's how you that's how you win the draft. You you identify your player and you get your player. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the thing about Tua is, like we've been saying before, you don't have to rush him. Like. It seems like maybe about 2008 on after, it seems like a lot of quarterbacks that were drafted, you just immediately want to put them in. You had like Matt Ryan, Joe Flacco, and then a lot of guys followed after that. Mm-hmm. But you don't have to do that. You know, like Pat Mahomes, he was, you don't think that year benefited him to sit there behind Alex Smith? You don't yeah. think it, it benefited Lamar Jackson to sit behind Joe Flacco, even though they were running two different types of offenses? It's just, I don't, I don't care if you pick him as, you know, high in the draft. Let him sit if you need to sit. Don't rush him because he's your quarterback. Like you said, don't let your guy pass you by. Go get him. Exactly. But Eugene, who's your team? Who who do you think that needs to ice? What do you say? Ice the cake, thing man. Yeah, ice, ice, ice the, the cake, cake. baby. <laughs> um, I I think the uh the Minnesota Vikings mm. need to ice the cake. I say that because that division it can be had. I mean, the Packers are good. But you can't, you can't. Uh, it's not set in stone that they can, they go and run away with that division. Um, the Lions are the Lions, mm-hmm. and the Bears are trying to pick between Nick Foles and Miss Mitchell Trubisky for their quarterback. So, so the division is there for you, but you got some work to do. You need, you just traded away one of your best receivers. You let your uh, you let one of your corners go, so pretty much you got you got to do your uh, receiver position over, it and you got to do your cornerback position over. It. And coincidentally, that happens to be the strong points in this draft. So it's going to be talent there for you to get at, on both sides of the ball. So you make the right pick, you can really make a, a huge jump because they got younger on the offensive line. They got some good players on the offensive line. They got an excellent player in Dalvin Cook. They got the foundation there to be a very very good team. Right. But they need the extra pieces mm-hmm. to to compete with the with the when Aaron Rodgers gets hot and want to throw up thirty five points. They need those extra pieces to to go with that because as constructed now, you got Adam Thielen and a bunch of other guys, and that's it. Yeah, and yeah. You, you need more. You need you need more. They need more weapons and they need more coverage. They got a young guy in uh, Mike Hughes that's, that they're probably gonna uh, that they're probably gonna put on the field. He's pretty good, but you still need more. Mm-hmm. I just say I just think the Vikings they have a chance to to catapult themselves to the top of that division and get into the and get into the playoffs and, and like it's right there for them. Yeah, and the Vikings I already. I mean, they're they weren't they're not a bad team, so it's not like they have to do a lot to. Yeah, they mediocre to do that. Yeah, there. But they can they got a chance of going from mediocre to really good. Wait, why why are they mediocre? Is it the quarterback? Um. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> he said, yeah, yeah. I knew it. I mean, because the Vikings, the Vikings defensively, they've been one of the most dominant, one of the better defenses in the league over the Very past years. They got so, excellent players on defense. Yeah. yeah so that's do, why I had to ask the question about the quarterback. Because I mean, like, why, do, what are you calling them mediocre for? I, I agree with that. They they need to ice the cake as well. That, you know, swinging the, the, the Stefan Diggs trade, getting that extra first round pick, as well as, uh, you know, extra couple picks as well. What they what they have to do is they're gonna to have to replace him in this draft. Mm-hmm. But I yep. mean, as we've talked about, this draft with, with the receiver is extremely deep. You can grab they mm-hmm. honestly, and, and not just uh, replace him with one guy yet. Because for me, 
I look at like Justin Jefferson from LSU that can bring in as a speedy uh, route running receiver that pretty much is identical to Stephon Diggs in a way. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, you could bring him in, but I'm thinking fifth round, fourth round, sixth round, you can grab another another receiver. Because at the end of the day, one thing that you said with that offense, being able to, you need to be able to put up points with Aaron Rodgers when he gets hot. Think Mm -hmm. when they they had Stephon Diggs, what was it? It was either running game with Dalvin Cook, running game, bootleg, you know, in the play action game, but it was really only two receiving weapons anyway. Yeah, like, it was Diggs, Stealing, and Cook. That was it. They didn't truly sprinkle in some Kyle Rudolph. They, yeah, they sprinkled in Kyle Rudolph like Salt Bay. Right. Just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, they sprinkled him in, but then you, you drafted Irv Smith last year, so you should have used him more, in my opinion, as more. more of a uh, mm-hmm. H back move tight end. Um, mm-hmm. But they did. They never had that third. And fourth receiving option, that consistent option. So right. uh, they need to they need to make that move. So I agree. And they, and, and they lost three corners. So they need to. Re- oh, they lost yeah. all three of their starting corners. If I'm not mistaken, except for Mike Hughes, yeah. who's now yeah. the guy. They need to they need to draft another guy. I mean, you got two first rounders. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're gonna be yeah. really young at corner. And not only not only not only the uh, competing with the Packers, but when you look at the NFC as a whole, like mm-hmm. they need. They, I think about that Saints and 49ers game. As much trash as people talk about Jimmy G, I still can't believe that that turned into the shootout that it ended up being. Yeah, exactly. You know, so so I think that the Vikings should probably focus on offense, but I didn't know they lost three cornerbacks. So that's yeah. interesting. They, they, they got Rhodes is gone. Uh, Mackenzie Alexander, and I believe Mackenzie and Trey Wayne's, yeah, and Trey Wayne's both went to the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, they threw oh, the whole yeah, position well, away. Oh, they mm-hmm. yeah, well they definitely need to hit because when you lose three players, that's that's a lot. I mean, um, you lost your number one wide receiver. He was a marginal, you know. He was a, he was talented, but he was marginal. Mm-hmm. But you know, when it, when it comes to his play, but still, yeah, that's a guy that knew your scheme. Your scheme. Yes. He's a veteran guy. You know, experience. You're going to bring in some yeah. young guys, and you're going to go through some growing pains. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And like with the thing with defense is communication is everything. These guys are going to have to learn each other again. Yeah. And it's going to it's going to be some growing pains, especially when they got a whole bunch of young guys. And then you got Harrison Smith back there. He's going. He's going to have to be the one to direct all the traffic. Mm-hmm. It's going. It's going to be tough. But that's what they got to do, though. But you know what? But Zimmer is good at Zimmer is good at that. Mm-hmm. So I think that yeah. they have the yeah. perfect coach to uh, help rebuild their defense if that's what yep. they're going. I think that that'll be fine. Yep. And pass um, rush fixes all of that. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Oh yeah, most definitely. Um, a team that I think must nail their 2020 draft is the Washington Redskins. Um, when you look at their free agency picks, like who they signed, every mostly everybody was like a year or two deal. It wasn't any anybody uh, for multi year deals besides Kendall Fuller, who got four years, forty million. Um, and then when you look at all the drama surrounding Washington with players wanting out and things coming out about Haskins, they just have a black cloud over them. Now they don't have a second round pick. They don't have a sixth round pick. Now they they have the second overall pick in the first round. And they have a high third round pick. In my opinion, they must hit on those first four picks, no questions asked, because you don't have a second round pick, you don't have a sixth round pick, and those are the, the picks that really win you championships. You know, mm-hmm. they have two picks in the seventh round, but really, you don't expect to bring in a guy like that and think they're going to make an impact on your team, even though they can. We know they can, but you don't expect it. They have to hit on that first round, the third round, and the two fourth round picks. Because I don't see any players really wanting to come there. With all the drama they have going on and 
players that complain, and we were talking about players not liking certain um, organizations and the way things are earlier in the group. It's the same thing with the Redskins to me. Like, if I was a free agent, that's some way I would not want to go. I don't Never. know what's up with their quarterbacks. They seem like they are they, they have bad luck. Like, Stephen A. always talks about the black cat running around the Cowboys. I think it's yeah. in Washington, D.C. around those Redskins because something's not right over there. So they yeah. definitely have to nail their picks because they don't have as many in the, the important rounds, per se. Yeah. yeah. And the thing with the Redskins, I think um, – they have they could have a really really good defense. They're switching over to a four three with Ron Rivera, mm-hmm. so they got a bunch of uh, first round picks on that defensive line. Mm-hmm. You got Montez Sweat, you got Matt Ioannidis, Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen, and now you about to add a Chase Young. That's a that's a killer front four right there. And I actually like what they did at cornerback. They got Ronald Darby. They got Fabian Moreau out of UCLA, who I like uh, coming out. And they got Kendall Fuller. Mm-hmm. All three of those guys can run. They're not the biggest guys, but they all can run. And that's what you need at your quarterback position. They, you, I mean, if you just want to just play man across the board, they can do that. Mm-hmm. And they'll be able to run with everybody. And especially with that pass rush, it's going to make it easy for, easier for them. And plus, they still got Landon Collins at the safety position. So they got talent on the defensive side. Um I mean, y'all know how I feel about Haskins, uh, but you got – I ain't going to say it again. I ain't going to say it again. I'm going to be nice. <laughs> but you got you got some semblance of a running game, uh, Adrian Peterson and Darius Geis, if he's healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, you still need another weapon uh, to go along with uh, Terry McLaurin, but you got something there. It's something there. They're not totally uh, clueless. Well – the owner is, but they're not totally <laughs> clueless on the field. So they got they got they got something to work with if they play their cards right. Mm-hmm. Do you think I, it's foregone that you think they're going to get Chase Young? Like no questions asked. They should. That's the key. Like Eugene said, they should. And they should. Don't get me wrong. We just hyped up Tua just a, just a moment ago, and even yeah. before the show. But when I hype up Tua, it's not for him to go to DC. No that way. Is no. Functional. No. no. And that is a QB wasteland. Absolutely yes. not. QBs go to uh, go to Washington to die. As far from DC yes. as an organization as possible. I can see. Hey, to break his hip again. Exactly. I can see if he goes there to play. If he's playing them, I'm good with that. You know, because he's going to mm-hmm. be in and out. He's going to be there for, for you know for about you know eight to ten hours, and he's going to go back home. Like he's not mm-hmm. going. He's going to have. He doesn't have to be there every day. Of the week, every day, every month, you know, for the three, four years of his deal. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, not, I don't want that. So Mm-mm. they shouldn't go to it. They should go chase him because my thing is this: you have Haskins. Let's go ahead get that defense where it needs to be. You know, Montez mm-hmm. Sweat is a guy that you can probably kick inside as a three technique on passing down. So he's not that fluid mm-hmm. of an edge rusher. He's stiff hipped. But you put him yep. with his speed, his length, his power inside, you can make, you can really make some things work. And Chase Young is mm-hmm. a monster all in himself. He calls himself <laughs> the president for a reason. He legitimately <laughs> he acts like he's an alien and he's just not of this earth. The mm-hmm. way he goes after, yeah, he's a complete another problem. And then you have those big boys on the D line, Deron Payne and Jonathan Allen and company. Mm-hmm. Those are that's a good defense. That's a, and the Very back good. end is young, and and they can benefit from that pass rush. What they need to do is get Chase Young and let you, and your your picks after that. You can address the O line. I'm gonna mm-hmm. tell you what they need to do. Let's go ahead and put it out there. Um, let's stop playing. Call the Browns up. Say, hey, 
We'll give you Trent Williams for that number 10 pick overall. Hello. Get, you know, go ahead and give up that guy. Because then what you do, you then bring up either Andrew Thomas, you bring if Makai yep. Beckton's on the board, you bring mm-hmm. him. You know, mm-hmm. you get yourself your offense. You can get your young offensive lineman. And mm-hmm. then, or I'll say this, or who knows, a Jerry Judy, a CD Lamb. Like, give half yeah, you got some help. You mm-hmm. can, I, I'm not, I'm, I'm against the proponent of saying this QB isn't good when he's got nothing. Not putting to in yeah, right. like, exactly. You got to build around these kids. That's mm-hmm. why, I, that's why I posted on Twitter uh, last week when I made the statement about when I said, "Listen, you look at it with the Buffalo Bills. A lot of people are like, well, they got Stephon Diggs gave up a second round pick. T. Higgins' stock is kind of slipping right now. You can get T. Higgins in the second round. Second you know, round, you can get A. G. G. in the third or the fourth. You can give yeah. him a big body receiver, and then you could, as a as a front office as a coaching staff, you walk up to him and say, "Listen, we have done our part. We've put the pieces around you. You got you know continue to solidify the old line." But say, listen, you can legit go out four wide receivers and make some things happen. Uh, now, yeah. you as a player have to finish your development. You right. as a player have to finish becoming more accurate with the football, making better decisions. Then just when you put it, the ball is in your court, Josh Allen. But you can't tell the way Haskins, hey, <laughs> I need you to be a three-point champion. But the ball I gave you has no air. So mm-hmm. do with that what you will. Like, it's just... We, they gotta be better. So for me, the like like uh, Eugene said, like well, like you guys, both of you guys said, they they need to hit on this draft, and they need to start with Chase Young. Period. Yeah, and you get Chase Young because look at the quarterbacks in that division. You know, when you when you, like they're still, the, the Redskins are still trying to figure out their quarterback situation. Like we no nothing against the Wayne Haskins. I'm just saying they don't yeah. they don't know if they're sold on him or not. Yeah, they don't know if so, he's the so, guy. So in the meantime, you focus on that defense. You know, and get after Wentz and get after Deck and Daniel Jones is coming. So I think they will be crazy to not draft him second overall. And what you mm-hmm. just said, Shannon, is true because all three of those quarterbacks have issues. Danny, Danny Dimes got a turnover problem. Carson mm-hmm. Wentz has an injury is injury history. Dak mm-hmm. Prescott, you pressure him, he makes bad decisions. So mm-hmm. why not go after a guy that can affect and impact all three of them negatively? Yeah. Exactly. In regards. So it, it just makes more sense that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but we can move on to the draft plan, building a draft plan for the AFC West teams to compete with the Chiefs. Um, what I'll do is just say a team, and then we'll just go around and, and say what we think they need to do to compete. Um, so, Eugene, do you want to start? We will start with the Broncos. All right. Uh, Broncos, what they do, they are, actually, they probably, I had them as, like, the most likely to be able to compete. Mm-hmm. Um, when you think about uh, the Chiefs, what you want to do is you got to be able to cover, you know, all that speed that they have on offense. Mm-hmm. Um, best way to slow a good offense down is to get a good pass rush. Mm-hmm. So they already got uh, Bradley Chubb and Von Miller. Maybe they could squeeze one more year out of Von Miller. Uh, Bradley Chubb was injured this year. Hopefully, he comes back uh, healthy. But still, you want more. You want you want to be able to put. Uh, Pat Mahomes under pressure, and and you want to be able to cover on the back end. So, in the draft, what the Denver Broncos they're picking fifteen. I know a lot of mock drafts got them getting Henry Ruggs. Um, out. I mean, Henry, I mean that's not a bad pick at all because they do need help at wide receiver. But if C.J. Henderson is there, mm. I'm taking C.J. 
at 15 and telling him, hey, pick who you want to cover and just shut him down. Because you you got, I mean, you got if you got coverage ability, you can do whatever you want to with that front seven. You can send whoever you want to after Pat, and and you can make it work. Mm-hmm. So I would say if you want to compete with the Chiefs, first of all, first and foremost, get pass rush. And if they're uh, they got two good pass rushers, but with pass rushers, you want to send them in wave. You don't want them. Then neither Von Miller or Bradley Chubb are going to play 100 percent of the snaps. So you want to you want to rotate them. So you get another edge, get two more edge rushers to come off the edge and to impact the game while your main guys are resting. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, you add covers to go along with it. That's how you slow down that Chiefs offense. Mm-hmm. And even and even if you slow the Chiefs offense down, you're still going to give up like 25 points anyway. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, so you you got so you got to be able to score with them as, as well. So that's why I would say maybe if you take CJ in the first round, go after KJ Hamler in the second round. Now mm-hmm. KJ Hamler gives you protection. He you know we we all know KJ is small, so you you not can't put him everywhere, but. He can manage in the slot. They got Deshaun Hamilton, who I'm I'm hoping makes uh, a be- another leap. He's a yeah. pretty good route runner. I like him coming out of Penn State. They got Sutton. You know what you're getting with Sutton. Um, but you add that speed element that KJ got. Now you got a vertical slot to open up the field for uh, Deshaun to come on some drag routes. And you got Cortland Sutton doing what he's doing. It opens up the offense, and plus you add, just added Melvin Gordon, who's going to help you out in the running game and the passing game. Mm-hmm. So you can, if you wanted to ball control it out and and keep Mahomes off the field, you can do that. If they want to do that, they're probably going to have to add a little bit more to that offensive line as well. So I would say they got a bunch of uh, third round picks. So you, it's a it's and it's some tackles there that can be had, and it's probably can climb up your depth chart pretty fast, even at, at that third round. So I say uh, shore up that offensive line, uh, get you uh, some cover some cover guys, and get you some speed on offense. And and you're, right, and you're almost right there. because And, you know, the elephant in, in the room is you need Drew Locke to take another step as well. Mm-hmm. If, I mean, if he's, if, he's, if, he, if he's legit, that makes, that means, you know, he's coming. He, I mean, you're, you know, you're about a step away. From the Chiefs, but if he struggles, then you know you back to square one. Right. Pretty much. Pretty much. I mean, I agree with you. Like you, you're in the sweet spot where they're where they're selecting in the first round. Like I said, mm-hmm. if CJ Henderson's on the board, you you pair CJ because their their cornerback group isn't that bad either. Yeah, they they mm-hmm. lost Chris Harris, but bringing in AJ Bouye, who's a capable veteran. We know mm-hmm. that he can play in this league. Uh, Bryce Callahan is one of the better slot corners in the league as well. A very underrated name, you know, to, to the to the casual fan. But so you bring him in, uh, Kareem Jackson, who's been playing uh, safety. Got safety. Yeah, and he's he's looked good at safety too. He's played safety yeah. well. When he, uh, you know, when they when they made the change for him, when he made that change in his career. So then you add C.J. Henderson to that, and now you got yourself a a capable secondary. Now, mind you, what the 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 part that really uh, I don't I don't think you touched on Jarrell Casey when they got when they exactly were, yeah I didn't even think about yeah Jarrell Casey that's going to make Von Miller and Bradley Chubb's job a little easier because now mm-hmm. he's going to try to and dominate in the on the interior and if he can do that and get them singled up Pat Mahomes is going to have to hey I got to get let's, let's get the ball out of my hand a little quicker and get out the ball and, quick and yeah speed up the eternal clock 
Now, if they, and they can still, they can go C.J. Henderson first round. What I say is in the second round. Now, it just, it kind of depends on the flavor. You, you name K.J. Hamler, I'm going to go Jalen mm. Rager. So, mm. with Jalen Rager, I, I don't, speed-wise, because we don't have K.J. Hamler on, 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 as a time 40. And the Jalen Rager we saw um, was in the not, combine is not the same not Jalen the Rager we saw to. at TCU. He, he was yeah. at least 10 to 15 pounds heavier where he ran a four, low four, 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 five, somewhere in there. I believe yeah. he would have been more of a high four, four, low four, three guy if he played, if he was at his playing weight. Um, yeah. But I know for a fact, I truly believe you see it on film, speed pops for KJ Hamler. He's a four, yeah, you three see guy. It. You know he's a four, three guy. You so, see it, yeah. Either one of them works, but I think for me, I, I would love to have, I would, I would bring in a Jalen Rigger because you can move him around more. Um, I, I think he's more scheme versus more uh, alignment versatile than uh, KJ Hamler will be, and he's got a bigger, stronger frame to handle press coverages and everything. Yeah. So I think he would because the main thing you want to do when you bring in that receiver to be that complement to uh, Cortland Sutton and Deshaun Hamilton, but also to Noah Font, who is going to be a second year pro. Exactly. And, and, and everything. So you want to make sure, and like you mentioned, Melvin Gordon, you got Philip Lindsay. You can mm-hmm. run the ball. And, and with, and don't get me wrong, uh, my boy Swaggy Drew, Swaggy Drew got some, <coughs> hey, Swaggy Drew got some athletic mm-hmm. ability. He can move. He, can he does. Move, and he can mm-hmm. run the football. So you can run the RPOs. You can run the read options. You can run the different things that will also get him involved in some of the uh, the running in some of the running game, and, mm-hmm. and and of course move the launch point for him, but also exactly. that was, I thought another receiver name in the lower later rounds because you brought Deshaun Hamilton, if he does not make that next step, hey, you cut bait with him after after the season. After the, the season, guy yeah. that you can bring in to replace him. Um, I actually did a thread on him. Uh, uh, oh, I know who it is. Yeah, Van Jefferson. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, the chomp chomp gator man, Van Jefferson. Yeah, and and actually, someone on Twitter um, uh, hit me up and he said he pretty much the comp he threw out there was Keenan Allen, and I love that comp. I love that comp completely. So because mm-hmm. their games are similar, he's a he's a legit route runner. So you bring him in, you can throw him into the slot, and now you have Cortland Sutton, Noah Font, Jalen Rager, and Van Jefferson with mm-hmm. Drew Locke and, and Philip Lindsay and Melvin Gordon. Going forward, now you have you get like you I got said, something. Yeah, you got something cooking right there because you went ahead and made the decision to put weapons around your quarterback. And like I said, with that with that defense, I think that I think we're going to see Von Miller take show back up this year. I mm-hmm. think Von Miller is going to show himself as one of the best pass rushers we've seen in, in the past deck, you know, the past two decades. He's going to show himself as the guy that. One Super Bowl, you know, that won the Super Bowl that caused so many headaches for quarterbacks. He's going to step back into that role again this year, uh, especially mm-hmm. with you know Bradley Chubb healthy and Jarrell Casey. So, yep. if I'm the Broncos, I you know you go C.J. Henderson first round, you get Jalen Rager, and maybe fifth round, fourth and fifth round, if Van Jefferson's there, you bring him back into the fold as well. And and mm-hmm. of course, the one thing that they do need to work on as well, the interior inside linebacker spot. Listen, against the Chiefs, you know you're going to be dealing with Travis Kelsey. You know yeah. you're going to have to deal with Travis Kelsey. You need somebody mm-hmm. that can play underneath with the safety over top that will make Mahomes pay for still trying to make that throw into right. that bracket coverage. Right. Yep. I agree with both. I agree with both of you guys. I think that um, a lot of the moves they made in free agency 
allows them to be flexible in a draft. So they don't have mm-hmm. to reach for a lot of different guys. Um, mm-hmm. You guys hit it on hit it on the head with the type of people they should draft. And I think that with drafting people like that, like you said, it will help them be able to, well, they can and they will probably most likely run the ball um, effectively. They'll be able to convert on down. So you're keeping Pat Mahomes off the field. And then with the defense, like you said, if you bring in someone in the middle, I don't care who it is in the front seven because you can always use a, use a rotation of guys. Yeah, exactly. If you get that front seven on point, I think that right there will put them in a position where they can compete with the Chiefs because their strengths will counter what the Chiefs can do. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, okay, quick quick note on uh, Jalen Rager about that forty time. He uh he came in he came in heavy like somebody gave him some bad advice, uh, but um but uh one of the Eagles coaching staff is uh used to play with his dad Monty Rager. He was a former D- defensive end. So apparently he know he knows he got bad advice. So he dropped uh he dropped the ten pounds. He backed down to the one ninety range good. and he ran another he ran another forty and he and he banged out a four three. Hmm. So he realizes he made a mistake at the combines and so he's back he went back down to his playing weight. Mm-hmm. Smart That's man. good. Yeah. <laughs> Smart man. Mm-hmm. Um so we can move on to the Raiders. What do you think they have to do to compete with the Chiefs? Damien? Ah uh, man, Oakland has two first round picks, and um, and for them, they, they they have to first off, first and foremost, you got You need to find a number one receiver, whether that is Jerry Judy or Ceedee Lamb. They have a dominant run game in Oakland, and, and John Gruden wanted that. That's why he selected Josh Jacobs in the first round last year. They have a legit running attack. Now they have one of the bigger mismatches in the game as well at tight end with Darren Waller. Six, six, five, six, six, and he, he's a four, 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 five guy. That linebackers are—he's a freak. He's a freak. He used to play receiver, you know, and, mm-hmm. and you know that because he was with your Ravens. I'm so, very happy, yeah, proud of so him. I, yeah, I'm, I'm happy for the guy because I, I mm-hmm. believe that he, me and me and you have talked to him many times. Uh, Chase Claypool, you need to take notes. Um, you need to take notes, buddy, because you're make yourself receiver. some money, son. Make yourself some money. You're not a receiver, buddy boy. You are a tight end, but you are a mismatch problem at tight end. So you look at Darren Waller, I see him as the new prototype of the, mm-hmm. the Zach Ertz and, and the Noah Fonts, those big, fast, physical receivers that are pretty much playing tight end. Um, mm-hmm. So now you get yourself a number one receiver. If that is Jerry Judy, when you factor in that run game, and like we talked about, having the ability to run the ball, slow down the game, eat some clock, Keep Pat Mahomes on the sideline. I mind you, listen. I, I, everybody knows I, I love Tom Brady. You know Cam Newton. A lot of those guys. Patrick Mahomes may be something we've never seen before. When you put together his athletic ability and what he does as a mm. passer and his men, his mentality, he can sit on the sidelines for eight minutes and still come out and go two minutes down the field and score a touchdown. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. un, it's unreal. Like he he's is Chico. unreal. Yeah, he's a legit Chico. Like mm-hmm. I don't know who created him in some <laughs> laboratory, but yeah. they did the NFL a disservice because <laughs> this he, he's he's unbelievable. So, but you want to do you want to force him into those situations. You don't want to go three and out. You, you remember all the times in Peyton Manning's prime and Tom Brady's prime. You don't want to go three and out against these guys because they're gonna go down the score. That's Patrick mm-hmm. Mahomes now. That's Lamar. That's these guys. Don't now. know it. You don't yeah. want to give him too many opportunities. So the Raiders are going to run the ball. 
But not just that. When you run the ball, you want to have a guy that can beat one-on-one coverage, a la Jerry Judy, that when you run that ball, play action, now you get to, you got that single high safety look. They have to worry about Darren Waller, and that gives Jerry Judy or CeeDee Lamb that one-on-one. And now you can win with that. That's second. So you go uh, receiver number with your first pick. That second pick that uh, I forget. Who did they get that? The, is that the Bears pick? Uh, oh, um, no, that's Dallas's pick. Dallas's pick. From the Amari yeah. Cooper trade. So yeah. with that pick, how I look at it is you need to get yourself a a leader in the middle of your defense at linebacker, whether that is Kenneth Murray or Patrick mm-hmm. Queen. Patrick you need Queen. To get you, you know, for me, Kenneth Murray, and I love Kenneth Murray, but I, 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 I actually have Patrick Queen ahead of him because Kenneth Murray is more of a will linebacker to me than inside. He's more of a see ball, get ball. Patrick Queen has better instincts, so he can drop back in coverage. He can cover man-to-man. He can really make plays in the football in, in you know, 10 yards, 12 yards down the field, where Kenneth Murray is more of a – he's a tracker. You know, he, he, he tracks the ball. He tracks the, the running backs, things like that. You just allow him to drop in the coverage on, you know, from the wheel spot. Not have – because in the inside, he's going to have to digest everything and, and analyze everything that's going on. That's not really his game, though. That's not really right now. That's not his game. I say you have Patrick Queen. You put Patrick Queen there, and and you and you're set. You're set in the middle of your defense because then you got Max Crosby. You have Cleveland Farrell, and, and you, you know your secondary. Um, the one thing I will tell, I will ex- advise them to do in, in in the second round is look for a penetrating defensive tackle. Because mm-hmm. now we're going along with Mohurst. Exactly. You want to you want to just rush four. If you can rush four, it, I mean, hey, I can I continuously say it. It goes back to the old days that we saw the old rodeos with Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. You want to get with get to them with four and drop everyone else back. You know, exactly. what I'm saying? you don't want to have to blitz them because with their speed, especially for Pat Mahomes and that offense with their speed. Listen, all it is, it's literally one slant to Miko Hardman that's going 80 yards downfield for a touchdown. It's, yep. it's one busted coverage off of that blitz, and it's Tyreek Holmes to the house. It's Travis Kelsey for a big a big first down. You just you need to limit how many times you blitz him. You want to get to him with a four-man rush. So I would, <laughs> I would legit look at a Neville Gallimore, who's a big physical guy, who's got quick, quickness and nimbleness. If Ross Blacklock falls to the second round, you yes. that's a guy from – listen, you don't hear his name a lot. But Ross Blacklock, I was watching some tape on him last night. Hey, he's twitchy. He's twitchy, man. Uh, yes. He is twitchy. So when you got a guy mm-hmm. that's twitchy, you put him beside Mo Hurst and, and rotate him with, I, I believe they had um, Hankins. Uh, I think it's his last name. Uh, he used to be on the Colts. Uh, I think he's in Oakland now. But you, they have a good defensive line, good young defensive line. You put him in there, you can rotate him. You, you're, in, you're in a good position. And then, of course, you know, in the third round or so, look at a Jalen Johnson at corner just to help your cornerback situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I'm on the same uh, on the same wavelength as Dame as far as the uh, Raiders go. Like, go go get you Jerry Judy, and that, he's going to make your offense go. Because, I mean, everybody talks about how, how Jerry is such a great route runner. He can run, too. He's, <laughs> he, 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 he's going to run past some of your uh, defensive backs as well. So he's going to clear out some space for Waller and for you to get uh, Josh Jacobs in on the passing game. 
I mean, what I mean, what John Gruden want to do? He want to he want to uh, ball control. He want to smash mouth football. He want he's going to want to keep Pat Mahomes off the field. Mm-hmm. So you know he's going to want to have those long 10, 12, 15 play drives, and he can do that. Say so, like you 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 add that speed element to the offense. Now you gotta you gotta make the defense play honest. So now now you can dink and dunk a little bit more and keep and bleed the clock and keep Pat Mahomes off the field. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, and yeah, they just get you a, a good linebacker in the middle, somebody that's going to read and react quick, somebody uh, that's good in zone, because uh, the Chiefs are going to want to, you know, they're going to send Travis Kelsey ev- everywhere, and they're uh-huh. going to have the running back running through your zones as well. So you want somebody that's going to react to those things right in front of them, and that's a guy like Patrick Queen. Uh-huh. If you want to wait until maybe around you get you a linebacker, find you somebody like like a Troy Dye or something like that. Somebody that that's that can cover. Somebody that's going to run and somebody that's going to cover. Um, and on the back end, you got you made the trade for Gary and Conley. Uh, make sure he's coming back healthy. You got Trayvon Mullen. Uh, so you're young at the cornerback position. Um, those guys can run a little bit, but I still would add another cornerback. Just to make sure, and maybe you can throw one of them in the slot, maybe mm-hmm. Gary on, or maybe you draft a slot quarterback, maybe somebody like Amik Robertson, somebody that has played in multiple coverages, and you can use him as like a Tyron Matthew if you want to, and you know put him everywhere, have him blitz off the edge, put some pressure on uh, Pat Mahomes, and the thing, and uh, yeah, interior pass rush. You got Mo Hurst, who is a smaller defensive tackle. Somebody get hands on him, he's not going nowhere. But if he's shooting in a gap, then he's a he's a problem because his speed mm-hmm. is a problem. Mm-hmm. So get somebody like uh, Neville Gallimore or Ross Blacklock, or if you want to go all the way down in the draft, somebody like a Nick Cole. He's yeah. got Nick Cole is a defensive end. Well, he's listed as a defensive end, but he got size as a defensive tackle. He's like two ninety, mm-hmm. so you can throw him inside and let him use his quickness to his advantage. So pretty much you're getting the same thing that uh Mo Hurst gives you, but you have you got more size and strength along with it. And that and you know, pressure up the middle, that's a quarterback's worst nightmare. Because mm-hmm. now he's got you moving him off his spot and you, you killing the timing and the other offense and everything. So yeah, that's what uh yeah, pretty yes, that's what the Raiders need to do. And I agree with you guys. I'm ahead I thought that they should go pass rusher, cornerback and most and definitely wide receiver. I really think that offensively, it's still so much unknown about them because mm-hmm. you have Dark Carr. Everybody has questions about him. You bring in Mariota, so you know you're not sold on Dark Carr. Even if you were to draft the quarterback, it's probably just going to be a full camp arm because it's going to be between one of those two. And it'll probably be Dark Carr, and they'll bench him if it's bad, like with Mariota in Tennessee last year. But honestly, I think that the way for them to beat will compete with the Chiefs is to build that defense. It's like we were saying earlier with the Redskins. Build your defense to go after the Chiefs because right now you don't have an offense that can compete with them. So as long as you have a defense that's hitting them in their mouth, you know, that's going to keep you in the game and you can win an ugly game, you know? So Mm -hmm. I think that they have needs, but if if they get a wide receiver, I think that'll put them over the top. But the quarterback play is going to definitely play a big part in how successful they're going to be offensively. That's why I think they should really focus on that defense to beat the Chiefs. Agree, agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but last but not least, we're going to talk about the Chargers. What do you think the Chargers need to do to compete with the Chiefs, Eugene? Pick a quarterback. Cam or Tua? Tua or Cam? Pick mm-hmm. one and 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 go with it. 
Um, if you if you want Tua, go get him. Mm-hmm. Go get Tua, make that your guy, and you build around that. If it's Cam, go sign him, and you build around that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where there. I think I think the Chiefs. I mean the. Chargers are a little bit further away than the uh, Broncos and the Raiders. So it's going to be more uh, baby steps for them. First and foremost, they need to uh, find out who their quarterback is. Go get your quarterback first, and everything else will fall into place from there. They have some talent on on the defensive side of the ball. They got a a good-looking defensive tackle that I liked in uh, Jerry Tillery. Uh, they got some uh, they got somebody some edge rushers. Well, some linebackers. Uh, Chenna Nuosu, uh, Drew Tranquil. They got guys in the pipeline there that that should be making a uh, leap. They got Nasir Adderley, a safety, who should make who should make a leap and see the field as well. And plus, you're getting Derwin James back. Mm-hmm. That's going to make a big difference. So you got some talent on that defensive side of the ball. You might want to add to the uh, wide receiver core a little bit. Um, cause whoever played quarterback is going to need some help. You can't just keep throwing it to Austin Eckler mm-hmm. and, and maybe even get you another running back. So, cause you know what Austin Eckler is, you know what he brings to the table. You might well, might as well bring somebody to compliment that. But the main thing for the chargers is pick a quarterback. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Damian? Um, I agree. Make up your mind. Um, you know what, if you want to go with Tyrod, like you need to, you need to, Heading into the draft, you need to go ahead and solidify what you want to do at the quarterback position. Like Eugene said, if it's Cam, it's Cam. If it's Tyrod, it's Tyrod, or also known as we're drafting a quarterback. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. Just say that. Like, hey, we're if you're truly going to stick with Tyrod, say, listen, we're not going to bring in Cam. Um, you know, kill you know, legitimately. I know they've said it, but how, listen, how many of we hear teams like- say things and it's like, okay. Like, you're come lying. On, man. Like, come, you're lying. And they say right. no. They do exactly what they said they weren't going to do. Oh, exactly. we're not going to trade Odell. I didn't sign him just to trade to him. To trade him, two right? Two months later, <laughs> and he's now mm-hmm. in the um, Exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So uh, mm-hmm. that's just what it is, you know. And, and that's what we need to understand. So uh, make your decision up. So for me, I say, I say you bring in Cam. I say they need to go offensive line. And yeah, I know they brought in Brian Bulaka. But the other right tackle spot, and they brought in Trey Turner. I love what they do. You know, bring it, uh, bringing him in. They have Mike Pouncey at center. Go get you a left tackle, and and you we could work. We could talk then. But you know, you assure up that offensive line if you're gonna go get Cam. If not, then you get uh, to me. I'm not saying getting Justin Herbert. I say go get Jordan Love, and and you let him sit behind Tyrod, and mm-hmm. um, and you coach him up. And then, and in that second round, I'm a, a, a position that a lot of people aren't talking about to me. I say they need a third receiver. You have Keenan uh-huh. Allen and you have Mike Williams, but who's next? Like who's right. who's the yeah. third guy? Yeah, you got, uh, don't get me wrong, Hunter Henry, but he's he's only coming back on a one year, I think one year deal. So it's, yeah. you know he's not like he's there for the long haul yet. You haven't re- signed him to a multi year extension. So uh-huh. I say you go ahead and you you bring in another receiver, whether that is uh, a, a, a KJ Hamler or a Brandon Ayuk. Brandon Ayuk, mm-hmm. you, you know, in the slot, out, you know, b- between and moving around with uh, with Keenan Allen and Mike Williams and having um, Hunter Henry and Austin Eckler. Like you said, bringing in another running back. Um, I-, I would love uh, – they have Justin Jackson, but I would love to see them go get Anthony McFarlane to bring that power and, and even more speed. And, mm-hmm. and, and for me, like I said, I have a um, – try to have a, my article finished before the draft gets here about the, the – like how – pretty much how you – create a team now and, and back in the day it was 
I need 350-pound offensive lineman. I need a 240-pound uh-huh. running back. My quarterback's yep. going to manage the game. I'm going to have some receivers out there, and we're going to play smash uh-huh. my football. And, and, and defensively, you had 270-pound linebackers who some of yeah. them still could run, but you had more guys that needed to play downhill. Now mm-hmm. it's a speed game, baby. It's a it's a game where you you talking about having safeties converted to linebackers at 220 pounds playing exactly. inside the box. You need edge guys with speed off the edge. You got corners that you need to be able to run and harass these receivers that are mm-hmm. running in four threes and four twos. And then speed got over backs. everything. Exactly, it's speed over everything. Running backs out here running routes like receivers now. It, yeah. yeah. Dear God, I would hate to see Brian Erlach get matched up one on one outside with F and uh, Christian McCaffrey. He probably oh, would be the Hall of Famer at that point. So <laughs> it's, 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 it's just the fact of the matter is the game has changed. So you yeah. need to to add as much speed as possible. So adding another running back with, to add more speed with Austin Eckler, two back system, even a three back rotation. The chief the, the Chiefs are so far ahead right now, but these mm-hmm. teams if they draft right. Can narrow that they can gap. Catch up. You're still they can not going to win the division. I'm just, I'm just saying. You, you you're know, not. You're not. Don't not this saying. year. If Cam Newton goes to L, to, to the Chargers, I think they got a chance. If Cam Newton goes oh, yeah, to the they Chargers, do. they don't take a quarterback first. They they finish upgrade the offensive line and bring in another receiver or so. I think they have a chance. One spot mm-hmm. I will say they need to look at next year. <clears throat> at the end of at the end of 2020, Melvin Ingram. And Joey Bosa will both be due contracts. We know mm-hmm. they're going Joey Bosa. He's a younger paid. guy. Joseph, boy, uh, Joey Bosa is going to get paid. Melvin yeah, Ingram looks like he's going to either franchise him or they're going to let him go. He's you know he's creeping up their age. You know how they like yeah. to age discriminate. So mm. they let him go. You may need to look for a, a guy to groom to take his spot next season. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you guys have pretty much said everything that I was going to say as well. Um, we're all on the cam train. It's like either sign, sign cam. Or if, if if a quarterback that you have high on your draft board is there at six, then take your quarterback. Because, yeah. again, you don't have to rush him. You do have Tyrod, and you can make it work for you that way. It was something you just said, Damian, that I was going to bring up. I think this draft this year is very important to next year because mm-hmm. they have so many free agents. I think that this mm-hmm. year they should already start drafting players like DEs and cornerbacks and tight ends and wide receivers to, to think about exactly because you're not going to be able to resign everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I don't think I don't I don't think that the Chargers are that far off from from the Chiefs because was it two years ago when they won ten games when they made the yeah. playoffs? And like last yeah. year, last year was just injuries and poor quarterback play. Yeah. So you get some healthy guys back, you get a better quarterback there, or at least a, 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 a reasonable quarterback. I think, like I said, Cam, or you draft a guy, I don't see why they can't continue to compete with the Chiefs because didn't they play them good two years ago? Yeah. You know, yeah, so did. I didn't think they were that far off. I thought yeah. that they, they're, they're okay. I think quarterback is very, very important to them for this year, but the draft picks that they make are going to have to pan out for next year because of who they're probably going to lose. Yeah, exactly. and the thing with the Chiefs are the Chiefs are going to come back down to earth because yeah. we everybody knows you got to pay Pat Mahomes a bazillion dollars. Yeah, and when you pay Pat Mahomes, somebody is not going to get paid, so they're going to lose. The talent level is going to go down, mm-hmm. whether whether it's uh, whether it's just young guys learning their way or or they're just going to lose a position. And they're not going to be able to replace it. So right. they're not going to be the exact same uh, Chiefs that we've seen up until now. They're going to come back down to earth. 
And so these and these other teams, they have to be ready and, and in a position to strike while the iron is hot. Mm-hmm. Because that's the last thing you want is this Chiefs team to reload on and get more talent, and you missed your window to uh, beat them in the playoffs. And I think that might be a good reason for the Chargers to go quarterback this stretch because it'll be time to pay guys next year. So yeah. if you have a quarterback on a rookie deal, it's a lot in you a couple more years to you know pay other guys before you mm-hmm. have to pay your quarterback. So exactly. Um, but that's the show for this week. Did you guys have anything else you wanted to say? Ah, not at all. As we've been saying this whole COVID-19, wash your hands, wash your hands, wash your hands, ladies and gentlemen. Wash your damn hands. <laughs> wash your hands, man. Come on, bro. Let's, oh, uh, something else I got to say about COVID-19. I work in the middle mm-hmm. of the field. Let's go ahead and get this straight right now. Stop wearing gloves. Please. Yeah. You mm. are cross-contaminating everything you touch. I was just okay? talking about that today. Please stop wearing yes. gloves. Don't go to the store dressed like a plas- uh, trash bag <laughs> superhero. It's not helping anything. No. Like, you're nope. not changing the world. You are a walking germ at this point. Stop mm-hmm. it, okay? You're walking around. You're legitimately the real-life Mucinex character. Stop exactly. the nonsense. Please exactly. stop it. Like, we got to get out this out the way. Because I'm tired of seeing people in grocery stores out here with boxes on their heads and, and gas masks. <laughs> Listen, if you were going to be in World War III, that gas mask may work for you. Going to shop in the dairy section at Walmart is no need. It's it's unnecessary. So, guys, just wash your hands. Don't use gloves. And please, stop dressing like superheroes. (laughs) You are legitimately... Listen, I'm telling you right now, you may think you're being safe right now. But when you are viral after this whole thing is over... When you are one of the COVID-19 walking memes, you can mm-hmm. regret the fact that you look so stupid in the grocery store. Exactly. Don't be what? walking around touching. And, like, and, and if you're going to wear gloves, take them off after you leave the store. Don't go from one store to the next store with the same damn gloves on. Because all you're yes. doing is, is, is a taxi service for germs. That's all you're And doing. don't touch their phone. I don't exactly. understand that. I was oh, like, my goodness. Yes. Phone. They touch their phones. I literally walked past a, a woman this morning going into the grocery store. And, you know, she put her gloves on. I was like, all right, whatever. I was like, I'm not telling people anything. I'm just going to let you do what you want to do. I walked back by her maybe 10 minutes later. She's going to touch a bunch of stuff. She's, like, taking her glasses off, touching her eyelids and rubbing Mm. her eyes. I'm like, you are why this will not stop spreading. Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you are a walking germ at this point. Guys, just be be clean. That's it. I'm telling you Mm -hmm. right now. If you go to the grocery store, you shop, you get in, you get out. You go home, I, I legit wiped down everything me and my wife bought the other day. Yes. Wiped down everything yes. I wash my mm-hmm. hands. I wash my hands, I wash up to my elbows like I'm a surgeon. You understand? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, not trying to con- I'm not trying to contaminate anybody. I'm not trying to bring anything home to my wife or my kids. So listen, right. just be clean, guys. You don't have Please. to. You do not have to walk around looking like a condom. Just be clean. <laughs> no. Like, just say it. I'm, I'm, I, this is yeah. my public service announcement. Like, PSA, better yet, stay PSA. home. Listen, people, rather, people don't even want to wear condoms, nonetheless, look like one. Let's oh, man. Now. Come on. Yeah, that's, that's the topic for another show. Right. So, on that note, on that, on that note until next time, bye bye. See y'all later. <laughs>